Terry Jones. Hi guys and welcome to this week's podcast. I want to start off this week by saying a big thank you to everyone who's messaged me with congratulations and best wishes over the new appointment I've had, editor of the Fly Fishing Journal by Nose Media. It's a quality publication and I'm really looking forward to working with the current contributors and bringing in some new faces and creating some great content, exciting times. A lot's planned the next couple of weeks, ready for the spring issue. But I want to let you know, there's no problem with the podcast, that's still going ahead, strong as ever. I've got lots of content in store and guests for you to listen to. So just want to say thanks again. So on to this week's episode. This week's guest comes from a family of guides and boatmen going back generations. And the family's surname is synonymous salmon and sea trout around the southwest of Ireland and notably Rockcarran County Kerry. He has a wealth of knowledge and experience invaluable to anyone wanting to fish this jewel of a loch. I chat with him this week on the phone stays after the salmon season has started there. Welcome to my chat with Neil O'Shea. Hello, Gary. Hello, Neil. How are you? I'm not too bad. I'm not too bad. Well, I've been looking forward to this chat for quite some time. And I've, uh, All right. I've, yes. I've prepared myself and I've got a can of Guinness beside me as well. Oh, very good. Very good. So, the season opened Tuesday. Have you been out? I have been. I was out on Tuesday, yeah. Uh, it was very cold and then uh, but very calm. But there was, uh, what was that there? Eight or ten boats. And... Uh, there was no salmon cut, there were only kettles cut, and um, then I, wasn't, I haven't been out since, but uh, my brother was out um, yesterday and today, and there's still no salmon cut. No, nothing happening. The lake is very high, like, and, and, you know, it needs to settle down a bit, like we've had a tremendous amount of rain altogether. It's super uh, cold you know, here as well. We've had snow here yesterday, well, two days, actually. There's been a lot of snow. All the mountains around here are all snow as well, but up, even if you went Less than fifty miles north. There's a, there's a lot. There was a lot of snow here, but we didn't actually get snow on the ground here. But it's fierce cold, like very close to the highest mountains in Ireland. I thought, you know, but they had a lot of snow there, like yeah. Oh, there's a Michilikali Greeks, is it? Oh, that they're completely white now, and the mountains around the lake here now, as you can recall from me, all the tops of the top third of all the mountains here are all snow at the moment. Wow, I bet it looks really picturesque, though. <laughs> looks nice, all right, all right, but. Damn cold on the hand when you're trying to do a bit of fishing. Yeah. So were you fishing or were you guiding? Yeah. I was guiding on, on, on the 17th. I had a, generally had a fellow come on the first day if they can. And I had a regular man from Tralee who came and fished with me that day. And we had uh, two Celts. We had very good, very big Celt. In one. I'd say it would have been a fish of 15 or 16 pounds in her heyday. And we had a small grilled Celt then as well. A lot, a lot of Celts around, but no fresh fish. Are they running back, are they? Dropping back into the lake. 
and um, they'll rest up on the lake then and they'll probably all gone from the lake by beginning of April. Oh, is it? Oh, so when are they gone so, from the lake then? When do they come back? The, the, the kids now, the ones that spawned here in, 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 in December, they will be all gone from the lake definitely by the middle of April. And uh, right. they will return again uh, two years later as adults. And we have a very very high survival rate with Kelsey because the lake is so close to the sea, they immediately drop back from the river or over a period of time, drop back into the lake and then they rest up there. Because you can get a kelp here um, in March and he looked like a fresh run fish when he's extremely lean, like, you know, and uh, like the, the new scales will all be grown and everything and January can be good for the salmon, though. You said yeah in the past. Well, in the past, like I seen, I seen five salmon caught here, uh, five spring salmon with ten boats fishing here on on the seventeenth of January. But I think that the, uh, the 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 spring run here has kind of maybe went back a bit. If you know what I mean, the, 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 like you could say that January would be the start, which February would be a bit better. March towards May but I think it has kind of pushed back a bit because you know I would put maybe April end of end of end of March beginning of April that was the best of the spring run right here and then the spring run goes on here until the end of May really now at the moment it seems to have you know they seem to be running maybe what I would say two to three weeks later than they, they did when I started at it 40 years ago yeah yeah you were saying also yeah, when well, I spoke to you last, was it 2016? You actually caught the first salmon. Yeah, on the 18th of January, I caught the first salmon in Ireland. It was the first salmon caught in Ireland that year. That was in two, uh, that was 16, yeah, 2016. And, and it was the first time it was ever, it was the first time it ever happened here in Watford. It usually happens in either up the western Sligo on the Drouse or somewhere like that, like or in, in the in, in past in the Liffey, but it happened in Killarney a few times. Did it? Well, how big was that fish you had then? Eleven pounds. Were you troll- yeah. were you trolling then, or was it on the fly? No, he was trolling. He was trolling. Yeah, but I have seen him caught here on the seventeenth of January on the fly. I haven't done it, but I have seen him caught here. Yeah. Is it? But, uh, yeah, you you were telling me there was a, a method you use which is quite unique. Um, when you fish, very unique. Tell me more about that. You'd row the boat over, back and forth over the line. You'd fish it with a double-handed rod, it's, you're, and it's 90% uh, with a floating line here. So, you know, it makes it very easy. You use two flies, and uh, you cast uh, 20, 25 yards, and you retrieve it back nice and steadily. And the boat is held in position. She's not dropped down on where the fish are lying. So you'd be looking for certain marks on the lake. They'd be kind of standard marks like that, they are, you know, like that. They're at the points of islands where the river flows into the lake and certain uh, ledges, underwater ledges, where the fish would rest around, around them, you know, not in deep water. It's not, and it's early in the springtime here, there is probably five or six lies that are worth fishing and boats take their turn at it and things like that. You know, you'll row the boat water rock or you would have a, a flow of wind taking in the wind direction taking it across the point of an island and the fish will lie in these areas and you'll fish them back and forth you'll fish them for 
maybe half an hour, 45 minutes, you'll give it a rest for 20 minutes, half an hour, and you'll try it again. Or you'll wait and you'll see a fish jump and you'll try it then. That's the way it works. It's kind of, I think, the only other place that I do it is in the Hebrides like this, like that. I haven't seen anyone yeah. do that on the lake anyway. You would have to come here and we'll show you how to do it. Will you be doing it early in the season or you just do it later? Oh no, you do it. You do that. Uh, you do it all through the season, really. Um, the wind conditions and things didn't suit it now over the last few days here, even though one or two fellas did try it. Like, but um, as the season moves on, out like I mean, I'm not talking about moving on. I'm talking moving on to next month. It'll become more. You'll be probably doing that'd be fly fishing and forty percent of be trolling. If you had a guess which would that'd be kind of where it'd be like. Yeah. And uh, you know, you would try a certain area, try it for an hour, maybe an hour and a half, and if nothing happened, you could move off, do a bit of trolling again, or go on to a different lie again, like, you know, depending on how many boats would be at it. Like, it, sometimes all the lies would be fished at the one time by different boats. Like. Yeah. And what would be the size, the average of the, the salmon you'd be getting doing that then? <laughs> the average salmon here would be, average spring salmon here go from about 8 to 12 pounds. Sometimes you'll get him. 15 or 16, I've got him 18 and a half, the best I ever got here. Wow. But, uh, yeah, you would get him down to six pounds as well. But let's say the average, average spring salmon and water between eight and eight and 12 pounds, that kind of size. The personal yeah. best you had, the 18 and a half, was that on the double hander, was it? Well, the best I ever had on the double hander was 16 and a half. Oh, right. Dude, that was some fish, mind that, wasn't it? To play on a, on a lake. Quite a good show, but... The best I personally had was sixteen and a half. It's 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 been a, a very traditional thing here. Like even in the past, like many people from Germany and England and all over Ireland came here fishing for spring salmon during the months of well, I would say more February, March, April, and May rather than January. Like January, people come down for the first day, and then it kind of dies down a bit, and then it starts to build again through February, right? Yeah, I think I guess it's just like tradition, isn't it? It's just something to do on opening day. Yeah, that's it. You see, and, and there's always the situation there. Who's going to catch the first salmon? Like, and when I used to catch the first salmon and say that you have caught the first salmon. Like here in water, you're entitled to take three spring salmon up until the twelfth of May, and you can take only one per day. You can't take the three in one day. All right. If you catch one fish. And if you catch another one, you'll have to release the second one. And uh, you're permitted three salmon if you're again. Like if you, if you, if you came and you fished for, for me, with me for a week in March and you caught a salmon on the first day, people who generally catch that first salmon take them. Then if they catch the second one, if it's a very good fish, they take it. Sometimes they're a tournament, but you're entitled to take three for, the, for your trip if you want. Uh, but still, if you came back a week again before, let's say you came in March for a week and you fished and you got your three salmon and you came for a week in end of April again, well, yeah. you can't take any more. You have your three salmon. Right. State rules. More and more people are releasing fish. Like, I would say, I know that 70% of the salmon that are caught are released here now. Like, that is good to see. Like, you know, it's not necessary to, it's nice to be able to take a salmon, but it's not necessary to take them all. You live right near the lake, don't you? More or less on the shore. I'm about, as the, as the crow flies, I'm about, what would I say, 600 yards, 1,000 yards from the lake, and I, I'm, a, I'm a quarter of a mile by the road. Because I remember yeah. I fished it a few times, and I've gone out from your harbour, 
And um, it's kind of my Yeah, it's a lovely spot there, isn't that's it? In my, that's in my brother's. Um, that's in my brother's land, and we have the we do it at harbour. Well, it was a kind of an arbor, the natural harbour there, but we kind of do it up to a bit back in the eighties, and made it safer for the boats to be moored there and all that. Like so, yeah, we have. Uh, have you always lived there? I only moved about a quarter of a mile. Right, and that's where you are now. Oh, the only way. The only, yes, when I'm sitting here you now looking out in the lake, it's a bit dark now at the moment, but uh, the only reason I moved is I have a better view from where I am now than where I was before. <laughs> well, that's not a bad... Uh... I'm looking down on the mall, I'm looking down on the main fishing part of Quran. I have had a long history in it because uh, fishing came to me from both sides of my, my mother's side and my father's side. My father's side, I'd be the fourth generation and my Mother's side, I'd be the third generation. So, wow. It's going on a long, a long, long time, and we've always been Gideas like, and my brother's a Gideas as well now at the moment, and my father, and my grandfather, and my granduncle, and all, <laughs> and my uncle, and my, great, my two grandfathers were both Gideas. Natural thing for you to go into it. So, how, how many years oh, have you fished then? I've been fishing. I, four or five years old, four years old, and I've been fishing ever since, and that's. 56 years ago, I'm a ghillie for probably 40 years, I suppose now. Have you noticed the fishing has changed over the years since you've, in the early days? I suppose, yeah, I suppose. Uh, it, you know, I suppose with salmon fishing, it goes up and down. Like, I mean, last year was a very good year by us here, and we had three poor enough years before it, and then we had a very good year. Uh, it kind of, fl- salmon fishing fluctuates, and sa- sea trout is the same, like, I suppose we sea trout fishing like it's like it's like everything. People who always think who talk about fishing centres better than the past, but I mean, like you know, in my reading of that, in my years, with people, people remember the days they catch, but they never remember the days they don't catch. So yeah, yeah, you always think of the good days, then you look back. If if I if I was coming over, well, I will be coming over in May. Now, what would be the yeah. best time to fish? for the sea trout there then? Would May, June be probably, you know, the time to fish, I guess, well, would it? they basically leave it until after the 20th of May because it's, other, like, I mean, I have caught a lot of sea trout before that, but you need an awful lot on your side, you need good weather conditions, and from then on, your numbers are beginning to build, and the bigger sea trout, which would be two pounds, three pounds, or even five, six, seven pounds, and would be, you know, that would be the time to fish for them from mid-May, say, until the beginning of July. And then from the beginning of July on, you'll get what we call here locally as juniors. They start to come in and they, they increase your numbers. They give them more action. My grandfather always described as fishing for sea trout in May and June as like fishing for spring salmon. You would get one or two chances in the day or maybe three. And he always said that two seeds out, two good seeds out, with two anglers. Well, if you were fishing in July for juniors and you were getting a mixture of a pound and a half and two pounds, you'll be thinking and hoping that maybe four or five would be a good day. Like, you know what I mean? What I'm saying is yeah. they're more like spring salmon than big, like, you know, and they can be very, they can be what we call very good here. They can be eight and ten pounds, like. And, well, seeds out, eight and ten pounds. Mean, Oh, you were still getting that size, yeah. That was a few of that here, yeah. I got him in 2000 and 
2012. He was 13 and a half. He's the biggest seed that ever caught in Ireland and fly. We caught him with a man from Yorkshire. And uh, he caught the second biggest, which was 11-7 in the same week. So that was a fair achievement. But uh, quite a good number. Well, I'm not saying good number, but I say um, the, the specimen, a specimen seed on Ireland is six pounds or larger. There's a few of them caught here every year. So meters in the past, though. Especially with the last couple of years, the months of June and July have been extremely warm and fine, and that makes sea trout fishing during the day very difficult. Yeah. yeah, and the water temperature gets very warm as well. Like, yeah. so that's one of the one of the problems with with sea trout fishing is the weather conditions during the during the summer here have been very fine. You're getting what you're getting is you're getting long periods. You're getting five or six weeks of non-stop kind of sunshine, and then you're getting five or six weeks of constant rain. And you'd be better off if it was mixed up. Like the weather patterns seem to have changed a bit, especially over the last 10 years. I have vouchers available to spend on my online shop for signed prints, including one of the most popular prints, O'Neill's Harbour at Koran, plus ghillie kettles and other accessories, or for one of my tuition packages. Plus, I'm now taking bookings for my Corrib Farrox days this season. The last time I fished it, I fished with um, John Buckley. Uh, we were in a boat well, no job, well, yeah. yeah and then who joined us of the day as well was uh, Michael Hennessy and Dennis Cronin and we went out in the day All right. and it was flat calm and bright sun in the morning but it came up a lovely blow in the afternoon a really good blow actually you had good fishing yeah we did we went up to Church Island and um, as we were drifting yes. past Church Island we had some great fish then only about, they were about a pound and a half they were I guess what you would call juniors then but uh, the sport yeah. was fantastic. I, I just can't wait to come back there. So wh- when they come into the lake... Oh, well, you're welcome at any time. Well, I will. I, I'll definitely be giving you a shout when I'm over. But wh- wh- when they come into the lake, right. do they stay in the lake for a while or they just go straight through up into the rivers then to spawn? No, no, they stay in the lake and the majority of the fish, the majority of the sea trout stay in the lake until the time of spawning. Right. Because a lot of the good spawning is off the lake itself into small streams off the lake. And a lot of the bigger sea trout go on to the top of the... Uh, there's four more lakes up above it, and some of the sea trout go on into that. But it often depends on the weather conditions when they're stable or low. They will stay in the lake. They tend to tend, tend to run harder if, if, if there's a good flood in the river. They will move on, some of them will move on to the upper lakes. But once they rest in the lake for any period of a week or 10 days, they tend to stay in the lake then, like. Yeah. It's, it's like, if you have a good run of fish coming into the lake, when you have good water on the Cumber River, which goes on to the Deliana and look the more to an Auckland, um, the fish, a certain amount of the fish will travel through it. But other than that, the majority of the fish will stay in the lake until end of August, beginning of September. And then when you get September floods, they'll move on right. to Deliana and then they'll rest there and then they'll drop back into the Cumber system to spawn. The bigger fish, but a lot of those, a lot of the seeds that come here do not even go on to them when there's a lot of small, smaller streams coming into the main lake, and they were very good spawning up them. But the majority of the juniors will stay in that, stay in that uh, in the streams off the lake. Do you, do you find that when they've stayed in the lake for a, a few weeks, they almost look like brown trout? Then do the colours? The oh, sil- it's difficult to tell because we had fish and we weren't sure if they were browns or sea trout, but apparently 
they were all worse sea trout. It's just they've been in for a while. That's it. Oh, yeah. I mean, unless you're very used to it, um, the, and you're catching sea trout, say, three quarters of a pound to a pound and a half. And they're in the lake. Let's say they, let's say they came into the lake in, in, in mid June, end of June, and you catch them in September. They're very, very much similar to brown trout, like very yeah. dark. They just haven't that. They may, may, may not have that golden belly that the that the, that the brown trout would have. Yeah. Are there any big trout in Quran? Oh, there would be. There's a few phalluxes there and stuff like that. Like in, that I have seen him cut four pounds brown trout, four pounds in in, in Quran, like five pounds, and you know they're okay. There's a good a good um, hatch of uh, duck fly here in April. And you get a lot of brown trout rising to that, like, and uh, you get a lot of, yeah. And you know, you sometimes then you see bigger ones, like, and the occasionally you'll catch a bigger one throwing, like. But in Deriana, no, that's quite good brown trout in Deriana. Like, it's it's you know, you have, have great action in Deriana and Loch Lomond and Turlock, and they have great heads of brown trout in it here as well. Like, I have seen three pounds or four pounds caught there, but they're pretty rare, like. Yeah. But it's a great, a great place of action, like with a, a five-way rod, like. And, are they are they private know. lakes above Karan? Uh, is it? They're private lakes, but we have a fishing organisation here called Karan Anglers, and uh, we have control of those. So, and Deliana, we have two boats, not the more than one boat, two not and two boats, and uh, you can get them. You can, it's members, like, but uh, like if you're with a guy, if you're with a gilly. He will. He can get on them anytime he wants. Like, all oh, right. Oh, you can so, take people up there. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, I do take people there. Yeah, I fish them quite regularly. Like, I fish them a good few times every year. Like, isn't there one called the Copper Lake? That's the private lake. The private syndicate have it there in 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 the other side of the lake, and they kind of keep it to themselves a lot. Like, you can get on it, all right. Yeah, but I mean, they generally have a syndicate, so they fish it themselves. Like. Part of our system as well. There's great spawning around and great spawning beyond it as well. Great salmon spawning beyond it. I bet it must be hard for you, mind, to see all this great fishing and you're more or less living on the lake and you're taking these people out fishing. Do you get much chance to fish yourself or sometimes you must fish with the guests, do you? Well, that's what I do. That's what I do is um, if I have two guests, if, if we're salmon fishing, generally it's one, yes, with the, with, with the, with the gilly and... Um, we, I generally don't do a lot of fishing. Then I just do the the trolling, and then the, and the guest plays the fish, and, and the guest does the salmon fly fishing as well. But um, generally, two guests with me, and occasionally I have one guest. And if I have one guest, I fish as well then myself. Or sometimes when you are fishing there for three or four or five days, with people people often take a break for an hour, and I would fish that period myself like that. Right. Generally, what I do, like you know, yeah, you could say that sixty-five to seventy percent of my guests uh, are are um, are repeat, repeat clients. I'm speaking to two of them this evening. I'm speaking to one guy from Newcastle and a guy from uh, Devon. Both of them lining up their plans for next year. Going back to yeah. what we were talking about, um, the brown trout. Do you get a mayfly hatch down there? Uh, you get a duck fly and you get sedges, but you wouldn't, there's no mayfly here. Very acidic water here, you see, in coming up bogland, and you wouldn't have any limestone. So, and right. you get a good, you get a very good duck fly hatch here. 
depending on the conditions, uh, usually in, in, in April time. And uh, you get sedges there during the year. And then la- later on in the year, you get daddy long legs, and that kind of activates sea trout. Yeah. And uh, we have, <laughs> you know, the flying ant. You see him getting yeah. blown off and very huge. Very effective for sea turtles. If you get them blown off the land over the sea, it, it activates the sea turtle very much. Does it? But uh, it, it, you could go for three years with those things. You know, you see them twice, coming two different times uh, in one year. Like last year, you know, he came in August there, like, and the temperature was very high, and there was a, there was a certain amount of sea turtle rise to him, and a certain amount of other brown turtle rise to him very much as well. But, um, you know, for pre- two years previous, I hadn't seen him at all. Like, so you know, it's 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 a very fickle hatch. Like, you know. Yeah, I bet you could probably fish dry fly for the sea trout as well. Then I guess if they feed. Oh, I've, I've caught them on the caught them on the dry fly. Yeah, especially if you see, you know, if you see daddies being blown over the water, or you see sedges, and you fish a dry sedge, or you fish a dry um, a clink camera. I see him work here, and you know you can also. Grease up a daddy or grease up a green peter. A muddler is a very good. Pull him across the surface. Yeah, they like a wake. Make a wake. They love, they love that, yeah. They'll chase it. Not often. They won't always take it, but they'll cha- you'll, you'll bring him to the. You'll get him activated anyway. Yeah. Tell me, what, what's yeah. the story with Butler's Pool? Do, do, do people can fish that, <laughs> or is it a private? Or? Oh, you can. Well, it's just private fishing, like, but it, it's owned by the people of Waterland House. They're, they own the, one of the golf courses here in Waterland. And uh, you can rent it on a four-hour basis. Uh, you usually have three beats in the day. and uh, But generally, the spring salmon don't seem to rest there. They can run through the lake, run through it very fast into the, into the, into the lake. Right. That's generally better, better off from into June on when you get grills coming and they'll rest up for a while. And if the if it's in, if the lake is in good, good water level, very good water on it, because it's only five hundred yards long, like, and uh, wow. it's a, a good height, you will very good flow of it, and the fish will come into it, and there's there's a couple of kind of runs in it, and they'll rest in that for a while. They come off the tide, they generally run from Trinquewater tide up and back to Trinquewater tide again. Because isn't it run about it's only about a mile from the sea to the lake, isn't it? Oh no, to the left, still only 500 yards. Is as short as that? Oh, as short as that from the road bridge to the sea is about 500 yards. And once you're above the road bridge, you're into the channel that's into the lake, and that's only, that's only five, 600 yards long, and you're into the main lake, then, like. Yeah. Well, actually, once you come above the road bridge from Butler's Pool, it's regarded as the lake. And uh, from what, from the bridge to the sea is privately owned by Waterman House. And right. then, oh, it's easy going to be. At the end of the year, then, in August and September, some some of the bigger fish, like the springers, back down into Butler's Pool because there's a good spawning. A spawning river that goes off the Butler's Pool, then, and some of them go up there to spawn, and then to be backing down, getting into position. And you can get good numbers of fish in Butler's Pool, especially in, in August, September time. And uh, it fishes well then when the. When the if you have good water and it fishes well, then it just needs the floor to push to push it through. It like other than that, it's a little bit dead. Like because didn't there used to be traps? You said there. Well, there was a trapping station. There were all. I mean, back in the time of the landlords, nineteen ten and twenties and thirties, that kind of time, 
which was being trapped from midday on Monday to midday on Friday. And in 1974, 75, I'm not sure which year, the trapping stopped. A man called an Irish American, the one that they called Johnny Mulcahy, and he stopped the trapping the traps completely. And uh, since then, it has been free to run through for anyone. Have you got any goals you want to do this year? A good goal would be to catch a bigger sea throw than I have already caught. The best mm-hmm. I've ever caught in my own, to my own one was 10 and a half. Like to my guests, I've got him up to 13 and a half, but I'd like to get one. They put me into the record books for a long time. Yeah, that would be nice to have, wouldn't it? Would you case that then? It would be the one. Uh, the one that I the one that I caught with a man from uh, Yorkshire was cased into in one of the pubs in Waterloo. It's still nice to have, isn't it? It's it's nice to see the case fish in the bars. I love seeing. Well, it is. It's nice. Like I mean, it's something you won't see much or more anymore. But- to the catch and release for sea trout here. Uh, one of the funny stories I remember seeing um, a big fish Dennis Cronin was holding years ago and uh, he put his profile yes, up, Dennis, yeah. but it wasn't actually his fish and uh, it was uh, <laughs> uh, John Buckley's and that was a great fish so is a specimen fish classed as six pound is it on over Six pound or larger, yeah. And what I actually do with it, that's a, spe- a, spe- a specimen sea trout now, a 62 centimetres or longer. All right. If they have a change, you see, you you know, so they have to weigh a fish before returning him. Well, I'm, I'm hoping now, I'm after the middle of May then, I will come down the end of May and uh, I'll have yeah. a day out with you. Well, there's one more question, which I ask everyone, and I yes. guess I got an idea where this is going to be. It's a bit silly asking it, really. But where would you want to be to make your last cast? Oh, <laughs> I suppose the mouth of the river, and uh, we call it the mouth of the river, where the river of Cumber flows into the flows into the locker on on the flow in there. I have seen a lot of good fish there, and I've seen a lot of men catch good fish, a lot of fish there, and I suppose. It'd be a good way to go out on. That can be any time of the year. It makes no difference. You can get him there on the 17th of January or you can get him there on the last day of September on the 12th of October. Well, I'd like to experience that uh, that spot with you this year. The ball is in your court now. You'll just go you'll get back to me and I'll get it drafted. And I'll get that photograph, the prints for you as well. So I'll actually get your address right. and I'll send you a print because... That's been around in so many magazines and articles and online. And I didn't realise it was yeah. your, your harbour at the time, you know. It's our harbour. It's been our harbour for as long as anyone can remember. Yeah. And you know what we can do as well? Like if you have one day or two days or whatever you're here, we can do a day in Quran and we can do a day on one of the upper lakes and you can see that as well. Like What you could do is try to arrange for two days and get back to me and get to a time that I'm free, like before it'll come. Get yeah. back to me and see when we're going to be here, and we can do that. Like, I really appreciate that. You just bring yourself, and we can do that, and we can do a bit of drifting for sea trout, and do a bit of trawling for salmon, and then the second day we can do a bit of brown trout fishing in the upper lake. Oh, that sounds idyllic. Very good, very good. Well, I really enjoyed the chat, Neil, and uh, hopefully I'll catch up soon, and uh, yes. see you in a couple of months' time. Now, I hope you have a, a salmon or two now in the next week or so. Ah, we'll be trying anyway. We'll be trying. We'll always get it. It's it's only a matter of time. Sooner or later, our day will come. Then, well, many thanks, Neil. I shall speak to you soon. 
talk to me again soon. Take care. Nice talking to you, Kelly. Thanks, though. Bye. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want to listen to more, please consider becoming a Patreon. Well, you will get over 100 past episodes and weekly podcasts, plus photography and exclusive content. To join, visit patreon.com forward slash casting with Kerry Jones or see the link on my website, castingwithkerryjones.com. Well, that's all for now. Tight lines. And don't strike too soon. <laughs>